So I was like, well, I never see any mugs with like affirmations on them. So how cool would it be to wake up as a mom in the morning and see a cute mug with a great saying on it to remind you like how great you are or that you are strong or that you're enough. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Mindy Keegan about her postpartum experience, finding holistic ways towards personal development and starting her online shop, Made for Mama. Hey mamas, I just wanted to start this episode off a little differently and build up more about what you can expect from this episode specifically. You are going to want to listen to this whole episode because it is truly packed with so much inspiration and hope. If you are a mama going through a hard time or searching for your purpose or direction on where to go next in this stage of life, Mindy guides us down her path of where she started and where she is now, while also adding in some honest truths about thoughts on her business and the constant reminder of letting us know we are enough. This podcast is here to show you that you are so much more than just one thing, and we can ask for more, push for more, and go beyond what we thought was possible. And mamas like Mindy are a shining example of that. These episodes I've been recording lately have been such a driving force to continue what we're doing here. And there's a lot going into this and you know, what's to come next? I want this to be a place where you turn to every week to feel a little less alone and a place that motivates you to do more. So pop in those headphones, turn up the volume, and dive on in. Play these episodes on a car ride while you fold laundry or do dishes, or simply just press play when you're doing something creative, like a hobby or finding a way to move your body, like going on a walk. Allow this to be your time to disconnect from what's going on around you and fully connect into that moment of personal development so you can become a more present mom who knows that she's meant for more. Hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I am so happy and excited to have you here today. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners? Sure. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Mindy. I am the founder of Made for Mama Shop. I am also a mom to two little boys, although they're like growing up so fast. Um, So yeah, I'm just excited to be here. How old are your boys? They are eight and five. So going back eight years ago then, what was it like when you first entered motherhood and what was that journey like? Okay, so when I first entered motherhood, it took us a while to get pregnant the first time. It took us about like a year and a half. It was actually a blessing, though, because we were building our home at the same time. 
So of course I was very like impatient, wondering if something was wrong. And then we ended up getting pregnant. Our house was being built and we moved into the home 11 days before my first son was born. (laughs) So I was a new homeowner and a new mom, knew nothing about either one of them. It was pretty chaotic. I, I'm an Enneagram three, if you're familiar with that at all. So I like, okay. Okay. So my husband is probably a one though. He's never taken the test. You know, I wanted things to be in order and I like to feel in control and just the best and all this stuff. So, um, at the beginning of motherhood, I really let that like control me, like what I was doing. And, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I didn't want to look like I couldn't handle all of it or, um, you know, that I didn't really know what I was doing as a new mom. I was also working in the corporate world at that time. So I had six weeks off and then I had to go back to work and um, it was really, really hard. So that is how my motherhood journey started. So when you went back to work at six weeks, was your son in daycare? My in-laws it was really my father-in-law, actually. He took care of him during the day for the first year, I would say. And then we put him in daycare three days a week. And then um, my in-laws watched him like Tuesday and Thursday or whatever the days were. Yeah. So it was kind of like a split thing. Yeah. I was very much the same in the sense of I was so used to kind of you know, controlling everything, like having everything like together in order and and used to being able to do that. And then, you know, becoming a mom, it's just things are so unpredictable. You can't control this. You can't know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, you could be seconds almost out the door and all of a sudden there's a blowout up your up your <laughs> oh, yeah. child's back and and so oh I think God, it was yeah. like that kind of stuff that really threw me for the loop like here I was I went back nine weeks postpartum and I was having to you know wake up my daughter and like get her ready for daycare and then just like you know, drop her and leave. Like it was it was really hard kind of having to stick to that schedule when, you know, children don't want to live by that routine and, and, you know, like things are going on and they were accommodating, but I always felt like it was kind of one of those, oh, here's this mom, like five minutes late again, 10 minutes late again, you know, like, like you're just trying to get there on time and do all the things right. And, and there's just unforeseeable situations that are going on. So you said that was for a year? Well, then, yeah, no, he stayed in daycare. Just that first year, only my in-laws had him. Okay. And then after the next year, we did daycare and they watched him. Yeah. So, and that went through until um, he was four. Okay. That was after I had my second one. So what else was kind of going on with your first and that you were finding kind of struggles with or even just, you know, processing motherhood and and navigating it all? Yeah. So um, one of the things was I was very worried about what other people thought, like of me as a mom. So that was kind of where like a big struggle was for me. Like I wanted it to look like I had it all together and I knew what I was doing and like, 
you know, don't give me this advice. Like I don't need it or I didn't ask for it, you know? And so that was really bothersome to me. Um, and that is something that I carried with me, like since I was, um, I don't know, a teenager, I was always worried about what people thought about me or like what I was doing, you know? So that was just part of me. The other thing was, um, I struggled with postpartum depression, but I didn't actually know it until like I was more than six weeks. So this is what kind of happened. I was finding myself like crying a lot and just thinking of these like awful things that might happen. And I don't even know where they came up from. I was also reading a lot of like the blogs and things like that and seeing these stories about like these awful things that had happened to these kids. And it would just like stick with me and get like stuck in my head. I just was really, really unhappy. And I didn't know if it was like the baby blues that they talk about or if it was like a type of depression or whatever. So I finally called my doctor and it was past that six weeks. So they told me that, um, you know, you're past your six weeks. You already had your checkup. So there's nothing that we can do. So you're going to have to contact like, I don't know, your PCP to find a referral or whatever, someone to talk to. So I was like, well, I'm not doing that. Like this took me so much to even call you and even like try to talk about this when I don't even know what's actually happening with me right now. I'm not doing that again, you know, so I didn't. Um, I instead researched like um, holistic ways of coping with postpartum depression and, um, you know, moodiness and irritability because that's like kind of what I was feeling and just also a lot of sadness, even though there was nothing to be sad about. There was nothing, you know, and I never, you know, thought about hurting my child or anything like that. I wanted only the best for him. But again, like I would just be like rocking him to sleep at night and I would just like think of these things that might happen or like that could happen to him. And it would just like break me, you know? So I just started really working on myself at that point. And that's when I kind of researched and found out different like vitamins I should be taking or different, you know, exercises or stress relievers, um, mental health, how that was like a huge thing that nobody talked about at that point. You know, that was like eight years ago where it wasn't really a thing that was talked about. Also, even just like having postpartum depression or going through that, like I feel like people didn't really talk about that as much at the time. So I didn't talk to anyone about it, like not even my husband. So I was just kind of dealing with everything by myself. And um, that's kind of how that <laughs> all played out. Yeah, that literally gave me chills when you said that you called your OB. And, you know, that takes, like you said, so much work, so much courage to finally get to the point like, hey, I need help. I'm going to call somebody. And this is the person I think can help me and who I need to call. So you make that step and then it's like you get turned down. And it's like, oh, sorry, we can't help you. So here you are literally like trying to dig yourself out of this hole and they're like, nope, let me push you right back down. And I can't believe like even if like they're not the ones that can maybe technically refer you or they're not, you know, it's not in their wheelhouse or anything, that person that was on the phone 
should have been like, hey, here's a mom who's struggling. She needs help. And be like, hey, we can't help you because you're past your six weeks, but let me call somebody or let me like figure out how we can help you. Because yeah, like that was just so much work to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And you're so, yeah, you're so scared. You're so nervous. You're so afraid to just, you know, reach out to somebody and say that you're having these thoughts because probably you never had them before in your life. And like you said, it's just something that was not really talked about. I think it's starting to be more talked about, but I also think I'm noticing it being talked about even before, like my daughter's two and a half. And, you know, before she was born, I never even tapped into this realm of motherhood. I didn't know what you know, so many, I didn't even know what a placenta was. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. was just like two years ago. So it's really insane, like the lack of awareness that we are giving to, you know, moms to be or even just new moms in general about what can be done and who's around to help them. And even, you know, sometimes it is too somebody reaches out, like maybe you tell a friend or like you said, you were even afraid to tell your husband and they're clueless on what to do because, you know, they're not a professional in any of this and they don't know how to help. And they're just as frozen as you are sometimes when they're hearing these stories. So, you know, we need to not only be telling moms where they can go and how they can get help, but educating people you know, signs to look for or what to say if somebody is coming to you and saying this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's crazy. It is. What was kind of, you know, like after that point, like to where where you are now, like so many years have have gone and and what was, you know, your journey like looking on all those self-help outlets and everything? So I, um, feels like forever ago now. But I really dove into like the self-help and I started first just taking different like multivitamins, different vitamins that I read were supposed to be good for, you know, your mood or whatever. Um, And then I started exercising, which I hadn't done in years. Um, So um, I found that to be a big stress reliever. And then I started kind of seeing these things around about being, you know, like different workouts and different things like that. So I ended up doing a workout program that taught me not only about exercise, but also about mental health and helping yourself and, you know, the self-help and the personal development. So that is kind of where my journey led me into next was that realm. So I really dove into that for like five years. And I ended up being like a coach. So I would, you know, do these groups and all that kind of stuff, which I enjoyed for a while, but then uh, just knew that it wasn't like for me long term. But again, I was really thankful for that because it did teach me about, you know, these different books that you can read about growth and digging into things that happened to you in your past so that you could heal and like move forward. Um, because I have like traumas from my past that I had never dealt with until I was in my thirties. So I learned a lot about myself by going through that whole process. So yeah, that's kind of how I came out of that and learned about confidence and like just 
this world, this other world that I really was unaware of even existed. Yeah, I think, you know, it's something that like I I went through a similar journey and process and everything. And I was kind of like, who am I and what do I need and what do I want? And so, you know, yeah, I found like working out and, and really like digging into how to help myself and what to do and, and finding, and I actually did go to talk therapy and everything too. And so like, that was an outlet for me to help process everything and really, you know, get through the thoughts that I was having and, and what was going on. And I think, you know, when I started to spend more time on myself, I realized it was a ripple effect of being able to, you know, communicate more effectively, have more confidence in myself, really get to a point that I felt like I could handle the overwhelm of everything and and what was happening. And, you know, looking back on it and just really kind of seeing what it had done for me to spend the time on personal development, to spend the time on really focusing on myself. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. Like I loved that I did that. And I think it's so important. And I think, you know, we think like if we're spending time on ourselves, then we're taking away time from our babies. We're, you know, neglecting our kids if we go and do a workout or or something like that. And it's no like if you go and do those things for yourself and you fill your cup, you're going to be able to be there fully for your kids when you're there. If you're just constantly, you know, out of it, not registering what's going on, when you're finally – you know, with your kids, if they're in daycare all day and you're at work all day and then you come to be with them, you're just spaced and you're, you're, you're just so overwhelmed with everything that you can't fully invest your time. And so, you know, I think that is something that I had to learn. And, and once I started doing it more, I started realizing like, oh, wow, like this is so helpful. so much better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I felt guilty like for years, even before we had kids, like, you know, I would sign up for the gym, but never go because I just had this guilt. Like, why am I going to the gym? Like, there's cleaning that needs done or like, you know, my husband's here, you know, and I really just, again, like you said, kind of neglected myself for a while because of guilt, you know, so, but it does, it makes a huge difference. And even now, like I can tell if I'm not taking care of myself now, which happens, you know, because you get busy and it's just like, when, (laughs) you know, but like, if I do that and go a little while without those things, then um, I can tell a total difference in my mood, my irritability, like just, you know, my mental health. So, so when did the made for mama shop happen? And what was that journey like? Okay, so I did the coaching thing for a while. I was still working in corporate. Um, I had my second baby, my second son um, in 2016 in October. So a year passed with him. He was in daycare. I was still in corporate working in Pittsburgh. So I was commuting like an hour and a half both ways and not ever seeing my kids, basically. I was like, okay, something needs to change. So I ended up leaving my corporate job in 
May of 2018, actually almost four years ago now, and took a part-time job at Home Depot and did coaching. And I'm like, okay, like I can do this. You know, my husband needed to know that we were going to have some type of steady money coming in because that was a huge jump and it was a huge blow to our household to do that. But I'm like, I can't keep my sanity. Like I don't see my kids and I'm a mom and this is why I wanted to be a mom. Like I want to be here with them. I want to take them to the park. I want to hang out with them. I want to see those little milestones. I want to see them interacting together um, and getting to know each other. And um, I wasn't having any of that. So it was really starting to weigh on me. So I did part-time job at Home Depot as a cashier and then coaching. And then after a while, my husband was like, okay, I told him, I'm like, I'm going to Home Depot. This isn't really like, is it even worth me driving there to do this? You know? So he was like, okay. So we decided, all right, leave Home Depot, focus on coaching, see what you can do with that for like the next year or whatever. Like, you know, we set a deadline, but I decided, um, I did coaching for a while and I was having fun with it, but I knew that it wasn't going to be long-term. Like it wasn't just something that for me, it just wasn't fulfilling to like where I wanted it to be, you know? So, um, in November of 2019, my whole house kept getting sick and I'm thinking it might've been COVID, but who even knows? Cause it was before COVID, but still people were like, you know, they say that it could have been, you know? So, but like we couldn't keep, I, I was cleaning the house. I was disinfecting everything, but it would be one person, then another person, then another person. And then it would just go again. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I can't get any work done right now. I can't do any coaching. Like I'm here. I need to focus on my kids and get everyone back to health and like feeling good. So I kind of took like a little break for like a few weeks, meaning, you know, like I wasn't obsessed with it every day, all day. And at that time, I'm like, this feels really good. Like, I feel like so much less stress, kind of where I need to be right now. And I was, this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but this one night, um, this was like a year before that, I was um, rocking my youngest to sleep. Actually, it was during the daytime. It was for a nap. I was in his room. And I was trying to get him to nap. And um, I kept thinking, I had been thinking this for years and years, like, what can I do to be home, be where I want to be, make money, um, like, please. And I would, I'm not like a super religious person, but I would like pray about this. Like, please just give me a sign. Like, please tell me what can I do? Like possibly, you know? And I was thinking that as I was rocking him to sleep and I like still get goosebumps, but I heard this voice or this thought come across or however you want to put it. But this thing just popped into my mind and it said, you should make mugs. And I was like, what? Like this was a year before everyone was getting sick and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing. Like, I don't know how to do that. I don't even have a cricket. I have nothing to do. Like, this is just ridiculous. So I didn't think about it again until. I went to Target like a year later when everyone was sick and saw these blank um, mugs in the dollar section and they were pink and some of them were like the, um, the camper, but they were the metal ones. 
So I'm like, I should get a couple of these and put them on Etsy and see if anyone would buy them. So that's what I did after everyone got a little better, like through the sickness. Um, I was gifted a Cricut machine. I did like the Cricut and I put them on Etsy, like five of them and people bought them. And I was like, really? You know, I was just like, okay. So then in January of 2020, I was like, okay, that's like all the validation I needed. So let's just do this mug thing, see what happens. So um, I kept on going with the cricket. I would just get like blank mugs and do a couple at a time. Then COVID happened. So homeschooling started. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm homeschooling now. I also have a toddler and I'm trying to cricket and weed these sayings to put on these mugs. And this is just getting to be impossible. So then I started working with the manufacturer to have a couple printed at a time. And then it just kind of like snowballed from there, I guess. But the whole thought behind it was that as I was going through all of that self-care and that mental health kind of journey that I was on, um, affirmations were a huge thing for me. So because I had told myself like so many negative things throughout the years and just like how you talk to yourself, you know, like I can be very critical of myself and all of this stuff. And so I was like, well, I never see any mugs with like affirmations on them. So how cool would it be to wake up as a mom in the morning and see a cute mug with a great saying on it to remind you like how great you are or that you are strong or that you're enough. So that's kind of like how the whole thought behind it started. I love that. And I love how you said, you know, like, unfortunately, your whole family was sick and everything. Yeah. But you took that moment to really just rest and focus on your family and what mattered most. And that's when you kind of heard this, hey, make mugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I know. think like, yeah. that's when it happens. the mo- Like when you actually just take time to slow down, rest and say, like, what's going on here? And, and, you know, just tell me something like no matter like you said like whoever you're kind of hearing that from or what's going on like I really feel like that intuition and that that voice that is resonating with us is is calling out for a reason and I mean now you make these beautiful products and like you said like a mom (laughs) can really just like sip her coffee if it stays hot Mm -hmm. or not yeah and and really just kind of like enjoy that moment and read those words because affirmations do go a long way and the words that we read and hear and speak to ourselves are so impactful I think you know even if we need it like smacking us in the face like reading it on that mug, I think, you know, that's when we're able to like take that time and really just have a moment for ourselves and say those things to ourselves. And, you know, like I'm reading the the words behind you too and like choose joy and grateful. And, you know, I, I think it's just kind of like those sorts of things we don't realize are so impactful, but they make such a difference. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. Do you have like a favorite affirmation or something that you tend to, I guess, enjoy? Yeah, like like having the most around? Um, my affirmation that I always just go back to is just that you are enough. Like I fall into this and I know what it's from. It's from my past. Always feeling like I wasn't enough. 
um, being compared to other people and things like that. So yeah, I always go back to you are enough just to remind myself like you're enough, you can do this. You're enough how you are, you don't need to change, you don't need to, you know, be someone else. Um, So that's kind of the one that I always go back to myself. I love that. What can you say to somebody that maybe is starting out on their own journey of of selling things on Etsy or, or, you know, like thinking like, how can I, you know, be doing more of something that I love and love creating? I would say kind of pick one thing and just go with it. I wouldn't try to start out with a bunch of different things all at once. Kind of go with one thing and become known for that thing and then try expanding if you want to at that time. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what I would do. Just simplify it, figure out what you want to do, find out who you want to sell it to, um, and then like tell your story and tell what it's about and tell the story behind each product and um, you know how it makes you feel and how you want it to make other people feel. It's hard. There's so much to it, but um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like sometimes I guess when we start out in things and we're not you know, either getting, like you said, you put a couple of them on Etsy and like they sold and then you were like, okay, like I'll keep going with this. And I think like for some people that maybe aren't having that success, it is hard. And like you said, like hearing like you're enough, like is helpful, but like when you're not seeing, you know, your product sell or your things panning out, you kind of like second guess yourself. Were there any, you know, moments that you felt like maybe this isn't the right thing or like who am I to do this? I felt that yesterday. I'm like, am I doing like, should I even be doing this? You know, I mean, it like comes up because there's so many decisions. There's so many things to do. And um, also, I think just when you're starting to kind of stick it out. And if it's not going how you want it to go, try something else, like try switching the style or the colors or you know, like it took me a long time to figure out, you know, it took me eight, nine months to figure out, you know, like these speckled mugs are the ones that people want. Like this is what people want. And even like sometimes I'll try and change it to something else. And it's like, they don't sell. And it's like, why are you doing this? Why are you like, you know, just stick with what people want and what they're buying. So yeah, just try to stick it out because you know, it's hard at first with the self-doubt and just especially like if things aren't selling, you're like, you do question it a lot. And like I said, I, I questioned it yesterday, like on my way home or like I was in the car and I'm like, gosh, is this what I'm supposed to be doing right now? And I love that but, you're real and honest with that because I think sometimes, you know, like we don't see that side of things and we see like mm-hmm. these people and we're like, oh my gosh, well, they're selling things or they're super successful yeah. and like they have it all together. And like you said, like that's like something, you know, I struggled with and you have like expressed in motherhood, you know, like, oh, look at that mom. She has it all together. Like who, like I must be, you know, losing it or or something's wrong with me. And I think like the more we're kind of like open about all of these things and saying like, you know, I I don't have it all together all the time and I have these doubts and and this is happening with me too. I think it makes it that much more relatable and a journey that we can all follow and and know like, you know, we're going to have those tough days. We're going to have those those times and and we're all we're all here. We're all here. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. But is there anything, you know, looking back on your motherhood journey that you wish you would have known sooner or earlier? Or is there any kind of, you know, things that you, you know, try to tell new moms now that might be helpful for them to know? I don't know. I feel like it's just such a learning process. I almost feel like you don't really know until you're in it and going through it. Like you really don't know unless you're a mom and have kids, you know? Um, And I just tell people like, reach out for help when you need it. Even if it's just a friend, like even if you just need to talk to a friend, you know, and just know that you're not alone in it. Like you're not alone, no matter what you're going through, somebody else has gone through it, has gotten through it, you know? So just, and that's kind of um, what I go back to a lot with my brand and my business is just like, I want people to know when they, when they're sipping from their mug, like I want them to know the saying and I want it to bring them a smile. But like, I also want them to remember that they're not alone in motherhood. Like there's, we're all together. We're in this together. And, um, you know, like we're better together. So if we can share what's happening or reach out or, you know, share a story or whatever, um, you know, we have this great community. So, yeah. So, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. Well, it was so nice chatting with you and hearing a little bit about your story and where you're at now, but where can we find you? Where can we get a mug? Like, tell us all the details. (laughs) Yeah, so we're on um, Instagram and Facebook at Made for Mama Shop. It's M A M A. And then our website is madeformamashop.com. I did create a code for your listeners or your audience if they wanted. Um, they can get 15% off their first order with the discount code Entering Motherhood, all caps. So, yeah, I would love to connect if you. I'm on Instagram like all the time. I'm like, trying to ease my way into TikTok. But um, I'm just like, you know, it's so much. And I don't know, I just can't get into it for some reason. Like you said, stick with um, that one thing and just keep going with that. Yeah, we are on TikTok, (laughs) but I'm like mostly on Instagram. So you can like shoot me a message or, you know, say hi. And I would absolutely love that because I love connecting with um, our audience. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. This was so fun. I love, I loved it. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.